Joining us now on a happy snowy Friday, it is Brian Anthony Davis, and we're talking here from Maryland. Good to have you, Brian. Goody, it's cold outside. Are you going to play that song, Baby, It's Cold Outside? <laughs> you mentioned it last week. That's, uh, you want to sing a few bars? No, I don't know the lyrics that well. Um, nobody really wants to uh, have their ears bleed on this uh, beautiful Friday afternoon. Well, you are here for one main purpose, and that is to talk Pittsburgh Steelers football as the representative of Behind the Steel Curtain, of which you do a stellar job. We're going to talk their Monday night game against Cleveland. They win this 26-14. Your thoughts, your reflections? Well, I guess I am going to sing. Uh, 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 staying alive, staying alive, uh, 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 staying alive. Out of the... Brian Anthony Davis Fultz. Now, here's the thing. Stand alive, but then if you happen to beat the Ravens, which we are going to get into, then you're going to ask for a song by Mike and the Mechanics from 1986, and that's all I need is a miracle. So <laughs> well, that's something we'll be talking about. But what I'm going to say right now is that that was such a great, Time to watch a football game on Monday Night Football. The, uh, I'm, I'm really proud of the Steelers organization. I'm really proud of the Steelers fans. The way that they they uh, sent Ben Roethlisberger off into the Heinz Field sunset. And his last time ever playing at Heinz Field, hopefully it's not his last time playing in the two, 2021 season, but no one's ever going to play at Heinz Field again because it's going to be named something different in 2022. Is uh, the money that I have put on that they will never be named high school again because that those namings right have run out. What will it be? Do you think? What's that? What will it be? I think it's going to be Gordy Sports World Stadium, um, but that's just my guess. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess <laughs> I, I have I have no clue. I mean, I would love to see it something very Pittsburgh centric. Hines is there renewing. That that's what the scuttlebutt is, and and with Heinz being really based in Chicago now, after they merged with Kraft in 2017, 18, something like that, um, maybe a little bit earlier, it just doesn't seem like like that's going to happen. It's going to be renamed. I could be very wrong, but if I'm a betting man, and sometimes I am, I'm going to say that there's going to be a new name next season. How do we go to Monday night? Go ahead. You know what? Actually, if I were if I were going to put a uh, put a uh, bet on it, I would probably say a UPMC field or something like that. Understand that would have a understandable connection. So, uh, I mean, I would love it to be Primanti's field. That'd be awesome. So, <laughs> we defer back to Monday night. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I guess we should. So, you know what? Did Ben Roethlisberger have an amazing game? No, I mean. He actually set a record for um, least passing yards with most completions. <laughs> I mean, he didn't have a great game. The receivers didn't have a great game. But the offensive line of Najee Harris did. And the defense with nine sacks is absolutely tremendous. You could all, almost see that game as the passing of the torch from Ben Roethlisberger to Najee Harris and to T.J. Watt. And it's their team now. And everybody was really gracious um, 
as far as the players and the fans about Ben Roethlisberger, and uh, they set him off right, and I loved it. But it's really nice to see. One thing that you get out of that game is you got to feel a lot better about 2022 because of the salary cap situation is going to be great, ideal. It'll be great. And they'll have a chance to fill some holes. They'll also have a, a chance to uh, draft well. And so the future is going to look bright after seeing that game. And then you saw what they did on defense, too. You, you saw them shut down one of the best running games in the league in the Cleveland Browns. Uh, a little confused on how Kevin Stefanski used Nick Chubb. And I'm kind of surprised on how he used Baker Mayfield. It, Baker Mayfield was exposed. In fact, I would not expect to see Baker Mayfield in an orange, brown, and white uniform much longer. But as far as the Steelers go, that's a game that sets up a game against the Ravens who have been struggling and have been hurt as well. And it's you win, then you can justify praying for a miracle. And that's what you're looking for. And that miracle would be the Indianapolis Colts losing to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, most people are going to say, Gordy, Brian, that's never going to happen. Do you realize that in the last six seasons, when Indianapolis was on the road against the Jaguars, and I'm saying on the road, and I'm not saying in Jacksonville for a reason, because they only played five times in Jacksonville and one time in London. But the Jaguars, at that point, are 6-0 are against the Colts in the last six years when the Colts are on the road. 5-0 at home. Brian Anthony Davis with the statistics. Go ahead. Well, yeah, how about that? So last year, the Jaguars went 1-15, and that allowed them to get Trevor Lawrence this year in the draft. Then one win was week one against the Indianapolis Colts. So, yeah, it's one of those things that there's a possibility for that miracle. So never say never when it comes to that game. The Colts are a very good team, I think, but you just don't know what's going to happen in that game. Although we left Monday night and we are in Jacksonville now, Coach Gordy believes to give your Steeler people some hope. I believe Jacksonville has a shot to beat Indy because strange things happen there. Yeah, really does. So I, I'm kind of thinking that that's a possibility. You just got to take care of business. I wouldn't want to be in your position, but strange things happen there. Yeah, and and the ties, the Steelers' fault. You know, tying to Detroit with me and the fans. I'm still mad at them for that. Um, but you know, I mean, they they could have controlled their own destiny. Now they need help. But history shows us. Yes, just interrupt. That was the game that you ended up there because you were going to go to the West Coast, but you decided that was not feasible. Yes. Yes. I would have lost in that game, too, so at least I got a tie out of it. And, and paid 60 bucks for parking, which I'm not over yet either. Um, this could take a while, folks. So, well, I digress, though. Um, you know, the good game Monday night. It sets up this week against Baltimore. you got to take care of business and they have the ability to do so. The great sub-note, I mean, when you look at the other thing to look at in this game, a lot of people are excited about T.J. Watt being one and a half away, one and a half to two sacks away, depending how you want to see it. 
Um, I believe Bubba Baker, if I'm not mistaken, had 23 in 1978 in the uh, before before sacks were counted because sacks were officially counted in 1982. But with Pro Football Reference and all the data coming up, they've uh, kind of changed it so there's an official record and there's an unofficial record. Well, with that being said, the unofficial record would be 23, but the official record is 22 and a half held by Michael Strahan. I believe in 2002, no, 2001, excuse me. And so with that, TJ needs one sack to tie, one and a half to take the lead, or, and if he he takes the lead at 23, then he's tied for the unofficial record. So if he gets two sacks, he uh, has all records, which now he's, he wasn't the favorite a few weeks ago for defensive player of the year. He by doing that on Monday Night Football, he's definitely a prohibitive favorite right now for Defensive Player of the Year. Um, he could be in the talk for MVP, but I don't really look at that. I look at Defensive Player of the Year where when it's time to uh, to call number 90 up to the podium and give him that rightful trophy. Good Gordy is talking with Brian Anthony Davis on this happy, snowy Friday afternoon. We're sponsored by the Red Run Grill there on Route 16 near Walmart in Waynesboro. They can help you with all of your catering needs at this time of year, whatever your event. You can find them, the redrungrill.com. Let's go ahead then and a little more specific about their game with Baltimore. What do you expect from Baltimore? don't know. I don't know who's going to be lining up at quarterback. I, I almost at this point, I'm kind of hoping it's Lamar Jackson because Lamar Jackson... You take away, you inhibit his running ability. And he becomes an average quarterback. We saw that with a guy like Robert Griffin III when Washington forced him back in, and he was never the same. Um, He lost some skills. Now, I think even at 50%, Lamar Jackson is a magnificent athlete. But doesn't do that well against the Steelers. The only win he has against the Steelers was a, uh, a win in overtime in 2019 with some suspect calls and a all-time fumble by Juju Smith-Schuster in overtime. But the, uh, the Steelers always find a way to do well against Lamar Jackson. And we saw it way back on December 5th. So, what, 32, 33 days ago, they played, and Lamar did not have a great game. He, Hollywood Brown is a guy that kills the Steelers. He's most likely going to be out in this game. It looks like he's not going to be playing as well. You still have Mark Andrews. You still have a very good defense against the run. So it's going to be interesting what transpires here. Which team is I, in better shape? That I don't know either because now the Steelers are getting hit with COVID. The two of their top receivers are there. On the uh, not going to be there. Joe Hayden's not going to be there. But I'm still thinking that the Steelers are in well enough shape to be able to beat the Baltimore Ravens this week in Baltimore and go on and try to find a miracle. And then you can sing it's a miracle. I can do either the. Uh, Right now we're singing like in the mechanics, and then I could sing some Barry Manilow. We'll save that for next week. You got it. Now, let's look at some other action for this 
week, starting on Saturday, we got two games. We got Kansas City, Denver. You know, I would probably see, say Kansas City since they're fighting for that number one seed. They'd probably like to get back on top. They would need a Tennessee loss to do so. Um, Bridgewater out for the season. Yeah, and they were really bad. The Steelers really, I paid attention to that game because the Steelers really need the Broncos to uh, beat the Chargers. And it just, they weren't good. So I can't, if you're putting some beans on it, I would say Kansas City all the way. And certainly Kansas City has some incentive. Our game on Saturday night, Dallas, Philly. I think Dallas is on a roll right now. Philly has something to play for. They can certainly advance in the standings. But Philly has, uh, Philly's trying to get into the dance, right? They are in the dance. They can advance, though, to a higher seat. So I would, where is this game at, Gordy? Philadelphia. Eight fifteen kickoff. I'm still going to go with Dallas in this game. You could still join us next week. It's okay. I won't take it too hard. That's no problem. Because that's a sign of a premier analyst. We put all those things aside and we just give it like it is. I think Dallas is pretty good. Still, Green Bay at Detroit. Green Bay. We talked about Indy and Jacksonville. Washington. The New York Giants. Wow. This is, you can love football if you watch this game. 6 and Giants 4-12. I think the Giants are incredibly awful. So I would... Oh, I got judged back for next season. Yeah. I'm judging them on that, and I, I think that's a mistrial. Um, so let's go ahead and say uh, Washington football team. It was, uh, we won't be able to call them that much longer because on February 2nd we'll find out their real name. Although you're probably aware that, oh, the new name has been leaked. Did you see that? No, I have not. It came across and apparently had to do Googling and what comes up and obviously they may have things in place and so on. But it did come up and I am not going to say anything here. But nonetheless, it did show up. I, I thought I thought I heard that I thought I heard some rumors that they might be going with the generals, but because of some stars on there. But I I don't know. No, but again, I think you would agree that for those that don't want to know, we're not going to do that here. We'll we'll try to do our best to try to keep it till their formal announcement. But yes, it did get leaked, and we'll wait and see. Now we have Chicago, Minnesota. Minnesota, I think, is, it just depends the health of a guy like Dalvin Cook. Sure. Um, Chicago's a weird, weird team. You know what? It's in Minnesota. Let's go with the Vikings. Do we look at both a new GM and head coach in Chicago next season? Yeah. Matt Nagy has not done anything special, but if you're Matt Nagy and they they, uh, you have a playoff under your belt from last season. You would, I mean, yeah, I, I would think so. I think that's just a mess there. And I don't foresee that not being a mess for a long time. Tennessee, Houston? Tennessee. Cincinnati, Cleveland, neither starting quarterback will play. Hmm. I'm going to go Cleveland here, and I'm going to tell you why. They still have that running game. 
and I love Case Keenum as a backup. In fact, if you're Cincinnati, you're hurting without Joe Burrow. If you're Cleveland, you're probably celebrating that it's Case Keenum and not Baker Mayfield. Because Baker Mayfield is awful. San Francisco, L.A. L.A. Rams are on a mission. Quickly said, Carolina, Tampa Bay. <laughs> Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay needs to needs to win this game, and so in Carolina, that role, that whole situation's a mess. It was leaked. It was leaked by the owner. By the owner saying, "Man, we made a mistake giving them this much money," and that that's a mess. There now, you read today that they are not opposed to listing offers for Christian McCaffrey. That, that's a team in blow-up mode. Seattle, Arizona. We go out on a weird limb here and say, I don't like what, what Arizona's doing. And Seattle just put 50 points up the other day, albeit on the Detroit Lions. I think Seattle's putting things together right now. So New, let's go Seattle. New England, Miami. New England has a tough time in Miami. Yeah, they do, and Miami has found themselves. I'm going to actually go ahead and say Miami. New Orleans, Atlanta. Atlanta. I like what they're trying to put together, too. New York Jets, Buffalo? Buffalo. Um, they, Buffalo still needs to win. Major implications, Sunday night, L.A. Chargers, Vegas. I think the Chargers are the better team. But I thought Indianapolis was the better team, and I thought so many other. I thought the Steelers were the better team when they played Vegas. Vegas keeps on finding ways to win, even without Darren Waller. So this Carter Hunter Renfro connection is working. It's in Vegas, so I'm actually going to say that Vegas pulls off the win. Tampa Bay releases formally Antonio Brown. This is, uh, man, here we go with the soap opera again. I'm just glad it's not uh, on the Black and Gold Network this time around. But, you know, we're seeing all these tweets. We're seeing all these texts that have been leaked about, and some of these these texts to uh, Guerrero, who is the trainer for... uh, Tom Brady, I mean, I saw nothing really wrong in that, and if I saw some film of Antonio Brown playing, he didn't look that hurt, also didn't look that hurt when he's dancing in the end zone either, in New York with the shirt off, um, <clears throat> when he's leaving. I don't, I just, uh, I, I hope somebody's able to surface to put a hand on this man's shoulder and say, you need some help. And that's to the point we are. Fully agree, fully understand. It is time for Brian Anthony Davis to change into a live contestant, and he finds out it is Harlem Globetrotters Day. (coughs) And I just said the Washington Generals a little earlier on, huh? And the Generals, of course, many times the opposition for the Globetrotters. Your question is, in what city were the Globetrotters founded? Was it New York? Was it Chicago? Pittsburgh, Philly? I would probably say Philly. They were founded in Chicago. Ah. And did not play 
a game in New York until a number of years later when they played in Harlem. Very interesting. So there you go. And what else could we find for Brian Anthony Davis? Do you like spaghetti? I'm half Italian, and I'm uh, understand. I a large man. that should have been a yes, but of course I love spaghetti. The average length of spaghetti in the world today is nine to eleven inches. Okay. And spaghetti was first made in China. And you're going to tell everyone what was the length of that first spaghetti? Was it twenty inches, eighteen, twenty-five, or thirty? Can you repeat the question? Sure. The question was, what was the length of the original spaghetti made in China? Was it 20 inches, 18, 25, or 30 inches long? Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and say 18. Close. It was 20 inches. Hmm. That's very interesting. We are going to wish you a good rest of the day. Sir Brian Anthony Davis. I'm going to accept those wishes, Gordy. Thank you so much. All right. Have a good weekend. And Thank you, buddy. Go Steelers. Uh, thanks. Woo!